Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So today is December 16th, 2020, and it is potentially our last day of recording for 2020. Yay! I just want to put that out there because we are recording this episode about 2021. A little early. Um, A little early. So who knows what's going to happen between now and then. Um, How are you feeling right now going into 2021, Samantha? honestly, it's kind of one of those things like, are we going to make it if we can just make it? But are we going to make it? It's kind of that type type of uh, feeling, as well as the fact that I'm like, I just need to get past the holidays. I just, mm, just got to yeah. get past the family get together, which I'm really mm. dreading and really don't mm-hmm. want to do. Um, yeah. I think I might be having dreams about it. I did have a dream about it, actually, yeah. um, because of the dread. So I can't get past it at this point. Mm-hmm. And it seems so far away, which is also misleading to me because I'm like, oh, do I have all my presents? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw about like the huge backup in the shipping mm-hmm. of presents. Um, yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel kind of the same way. It feels hard to believe. Um, and it like feels forever away. It, fast approaching at the same time, which is kind of how this whole year, the vibe of this whole year has been. Um, But we did want to do a, a, you know, shy hello to 2021. A soft hello. Yeah, (laughs) a soft hello. (laughs) Like you're approaching a scared animal, you know, your hands are raised. Okay. Um, And when we... I know I bring this up all the time, but when we did our Hello 2020 episode, that episode um, is one kind of like a 
a sad and hilarious relic uh, mm. because of how the things actually turned out. But two, um, it was pretty researched. This one isn't going to be so researched, both because of um, timing, but I am not making this up, listeners. I know it sounds like a cop-out. We're not the only ones who don't want to predict what's going to happen in 2021. Right. There is not a lot of people out there. Most people are like, uh, the housing market might do something. <laughs> There's nothing, like, I mean, the constant theme of this year is, was that on your bingo card? And the majority yeah. of the answers were no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not, not even worth it because it feels like a waste of time to, to actually research and be like, this is what's going to happen this year because it's primarily wrong. The one thing mm-hmm. we did, well, no, I guess we really didn't know who was going to be the actual candidate for no. presidency at that point. Um, I remember what I was hoping for. I really didn't think it was going to be Biden. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think a lot of people yeah. did, and I didn't. And then here we are, and I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense, but at the same time, what? Like, there's a yeah. lot of different things and things that we predicted. We knew whatever was going to happen, it was going to be difficult. Did we know it was going to be this difficult? Did we know that there was going to be five counts that we were going to the Supreme Court, that we were going to constantly go to the state Supreme Court, that we were going to have to have what I thought were somewhat sensible politicians being as ridiculous as as they have been to allow this kind of banter and nonsensical lawsuits and waste of time? No. Like, we knew it was going to be bad, but we didn't know it was going to be this bad. Yeah, and I I remember... That that episode feels like a haze, but yeah. I oh, remember yeah. that we talked at the end about will there ever be will there be a female president in our lifetime? And I think we did talk about vice president, and we mm-hmm. thought like that was a possibility. So, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, <laughs> kind of. Um, and we did want to talk about some of our predictions, but they're going to be very silly and personal because again, we got so screwed over. Uh, yeah, we were so wrong. <laughs> Uh, in 2020. And uh, I just feel like we need a... There's been so much. I mean, there's been the good news about the vaccine and, you know, finally the Electoral College has come in. But there's still so much uncertainty. And I feel like, you know, let's just take a lighter approach. Right. Um, Fair. So I did want to ask at the start, speaking of the vaccine, when do you think you're going to get it? Because I feel like I'm going to be at the bottom of the barrel which puts me in June. Right. Well, it seems America is so important, though we are the ones that have been the most relaxed and seem to take the disease a little less seriously than the rest of the world, Uh, which means, of course, we're going to be first on the list. There was a map shown of who was going to be given first and kind of like the ratio. And yeah, Mm -hmm. the U.S. and parts of Europe and, and Canada were at the top of the list, which is absurd to me. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other conversation. And if you haven't heard, the maskless pandemic-denying officials of the White House is already scheduled to be first in line for this vaccine, uh, which pisses me off to no end. I I yeah. cannot, like, I am the gif from um, Clue, where <laughs> this Miss White with flames and flames, just enraging flames, like that. That yeah. is the gif that I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of all of that, I think we're, yeah, we as the citizens will be at mm-hmm. the bottom of the list in the U.S., uh, not bottom. I say lower middle bottom because mm-hmm. we are still 
considered middle class, and you and I are in the podcasting industry with a big corporation, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's mm-hmm. going to push us up as well. Because um, I remember when we were gone, when we were all being sent home and being quarantined, the first thing they told us is, we can get you to a doctor. We can get yeah. you access to a doctor. And I think that's going to be us as well. And I say this personally, and and and, and it seems unjust in so many ways. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I think it's going to be a little earlier than that. I don't think it's going to be before the, I think like maybe April at earliest, May-ish, um, would be offered to us. But like I said, mm-hmm. for those who are marginalized, who are disenfranchised in any way, those who don't have health care, those who are minimum yeah. wage workers, that who are seen as essentials will not get it. Um, we have seen that a lot of the medical uh, individuals have gotten it, but I feel like that's also a show of trying to show that these uh, these vaccines are not as big of a risk as people are trying to make it out to be, as the anti-vaxxers are making it out to be. Yeah. And the whole conspiracy theory, including the fact that there's this very right-leaning Trump supporter doctors who come to the CDC to stand in front of it and say they're protesting the giving mm-hmm. out of vaccines and saying that it's being forced on people, which mm-hmm. is not true. <laughs> right. It's yeah. such a weird rhetoric when we're also talking about the fact that it's not going to be available to a lot of people who actually need it. So, so mm-hmm. I'm like, what is happening here? So yeah. I think the biggest debate is whether or not Biden, as he has promised, President-elect Biden, that it will be available to everyone if that's mm-hmm. actually going to be the case. Because we're already having the conversation of, well, this is falling in line with why healthcare should be available to all, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> but whatever. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, Happy New Year's, everybody. We didn't even <laughs> say that. So we're coming out. We said we were going to get goofy, but here we are. Um <laughs> Sorry, I have a lot of I, thoughts on the stupid vaccine. I'm getting angry no, about it. No, 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 absolutely. Um, it will be interesting to see how this sort of anti-vaccine conversation plays out and how long that, how long and how strong uh, it stays. Because um, it's always been a part of our society, right? But right, right now it's really <laughs> right at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Um, well, switching gears really hard. Yes. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. When, <laughs> yeah, you're just like a fart I don't sound. know. I don't know. <laughs> That's how I do it, I guess. <laughs> That's how your car sounds. <laughs> I mean, that definitely changes the course of a conversation sometimes. <laughs> um, when do you think you're going to get a haircut? Because the last time I got my haircut, I think was in October of 2019. I'm definitely not going to get it until I've got a vaccine, probably. And uh, as I've said recently, my hair, this is the longest it's ever been, which I kind of like because I've been able to do things with it I've never been able to do, like braid right. it. Um, and I, you know, it's kind. Of, it's also annoying because it is very long and I'm not used to it. But I, yeah, you know, I'm trying to take the positives and the negatives and balance them out. Yeah, uh, man, uh, I'd actually gotten my haircut right before we went to L.A. Uh, because I was like, I got to look good because I've been keeping the shorter haircut. Um, but my hair grows pretty freaking fast. Uh, and mm-hmm. right now I'm looking real 80s Connie Chung-ish um, mm-hmm. without the bangs. So I got the Asian mom look going on uh, and it needs a trim. But yeah, I'm not going anywhere. And until a vaccine happens, I probably won't go anywhere because I'm like, I'm again, I, I think I said this previously on the Monday Mini, I'm not taking showers like that. Like, I definitely keep myself (laughs) clean, but not washing the hair. Uh, Mm. I have noticed, though, I'm starting to get concerned that I'm losing a lot of hair. And I used to have really thick hair, and it's not, like, too noticeable, but it's noticeable enough that I'm I'm getting worried that the stress 
has yeah. affected my hair. So I'm like, oh mm-hmm. no. Also, I'm turning really gray, but I'm not fighting that at all. <laughs> well, speaking of not fighting that, what do you think real clothes are coming back? Because I, uh, when did I put on real clothes last? I don't. I put on a, I've put on more costumes, I think, than real clothes. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that does really make sense, actually. Yeah. But now that I think about it, I think I, that's the true statement. Um, through various... For various work reasons, mostly, but not always. Um, yeah. And I, it's one of the things where I, I've actually really enjoyed it, especially because I'm not going anywhere, so what does it matter? Um, and people have called me out before where they're like, we hung out virtually two nights ago and you were wearing the same thing. I was like, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> um, there is some days I do feel like, oh, wow, like to wear clothes and feel that cute feeling again. Like, right. Put together. I do right. miss that occasionally, but that's not enough to put on real clothes. Oh, yeah. Yet. No, that's a, uh, my thought is I think uh, people want to dress up because they mm-hmm. miss it. But now that the shame or the whole like need to impress people kind of seems less mm-hmm. important. Um, yeah. I mean, I have that giant comfy slash uh, wearable comforter, which makes me look like a tent. Like, it's fine. Like, I (laughs) cannot express how giant and thick this is. And I wore it all the way to the streets, taking my trash out with my neighbors seeing me. (laughs) I no longer care what they think. And again, I used to be the one to always put on makeup because I'm definitely Mm -hmm. Southern at heart with my mom teaching me don't yeah. go out without your makeup um, mm-hmm. and, and getting a bit fancy. But now with a mask, I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to stop wearing a mask for a while because, mm-hmm. yeah, no. I mean, a lot of the Asian countries have been wearing it for a while now. And yeah. it doesn't, like, we have an assortment now. I now have, like, a yeah. pile of masks. And I feel like, why not be Me safe? Too. I'm not going to worry about it. I don't mm-hmm. want to breathe in what they're breathing out. <laughs> so with that, I'm like, I don't need makeup. But I do miss uh, wearing my red lipstick. I really like oh, yeah. that red lipstick, you know, so oh. that I didn't look quite dead. Right. And pale. But yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I think because yeah. also we'll probably keep working from home that it's like, why? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Again, my my nerd heart showing through, I think, the last times I've worn makeup have been for costumes or d and I do themed mm-hmm. outfits to like make them nervous because I'm terrible. Um, terrible dungeon master. So I'll wear makeup to accentuate whatever vibe I'm trying to send off. <laughs> um, do you think there's going to be like pandemic fashion after this? Like speaking of the, I have a lot of masks too uh, for different outfits. Right. And maybe your, maybe your sleeping bag tent is going to become a fashion statement. I will take it with me where I can. I will say that. Uh, you know what? I think, well, think about the level. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see the amount of sales that pajama companies or t- companies oh, with leisure yeah. wear has made because the many a tweets that I saw on people asking for recommendations to get comfy pants mm-hmm. was like skyrocketing. Like I wondered yeah. how much they actually made off of mm-hmm. that. My cozy socks, sweaters, yeah. you know, especially as it gets colder, you know, you want mm-hmm. all of those things. I think that is the fashion that we're going to lean into. Like, we've already been leaning into things like jeggings and leggings and such, which yeah. was about comfort with a little style. I think mm-hmm. absolutely everything's going to be a little more stretchy. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you, but I also think there's going to be, I think two things are going to happen. There's going to be that, and then there's going to be like the hard bounce of like, gyms or come back and lose all your quarantine weight and uh like I might fall for that. 
<laughs> I mean, I guarantee you it's going to be a big push yeah. that, that we'll see once we can start going out again. Um, so that, that will be interesting. It, it would be especially kind of a funny mix of if it was both of those things of like wearing these really cute clothes and then wearing these like really comfortable essentially pajamas. And then, you know, when they do those like fashion in the 50s, people will know what 2020, they'll be like, ah, 2020, <laughs> sleeping bag. Uh-huh. Um, something else that I think that we're going to keep an eye on is I this home movie release of like what they're doing with HBO Max and what Disney Plus has done. I think that's here to stay. And that has a lot of implications for the entertainment industry and uh, especially theaters. Um I think online doctor's visits and online things in general are here to stay. Like, those were around before, but, like, as a right. as a thing people do on a, a much higher level. I mean, didn't Loeffler double a bunch of stocks and buy a lot of online, like, options because she knew and her yeah. husband knew that was going to skyrocket, and it has. Yeah. Um, and I'm, when I say Loeffler, is the woman who's running for Senate in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Who should be implicated for, uh, you know, insider trading, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. The online thing, uh, it, it's not going away, which is unfortunate for those who can't have access, who don't have access. I mean, yeah. it was even a big, huge deal at the beginning where um, the internet companies were shutting down or was getting overloaded and could not yeah. provide because they did not have the wattage, essentially. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. provide for everyone. That was a whole thing. And even now, mm-hmm. you and I have talked about how we like we went through a whole half a week of missing work because our internet yeah. went down and our power went down and mm-hmm. how problematic that was. So I think, yeah, we're definitely, definitely leaning into that. And I don't think it's going to go away because we've seen that if it is accessible, it's convenient. And we're all about that convenience, if nothing else. Yeah. And and honestly, yeah, the online uh, medical thing between not having to go into a doctor's office, which makes me feel like, makes me nervous anyway, going yeah. into a doctor's office. Uh, but then also having online therapy where I can just sit on my couch, put yeah. on my, you know, have my pajamas on and have my dog next to me. I mean, that's yeah. the like, best way to go through some kind of traumatic conversations, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always have my... My pillow pet, my bee. Ruby. Um, Ruby, yeah. And I have, like, when I was searching for what's going to happen in 2021 and 2021 predictions, um, I did read a lot of pieces about how there's going to be, like, what I, a lot of people were calling delayed gratification um, in the summer and how it's going to be wild, like Woodstock everywhere, and everybody's going to be throwing these huge outdoor events and people, people everywhere. And I don't know. I don't know about that. I feel like I'm definitely going to be much more cautious than, oh, I've got the vaccine. I can go outside. All right. Surround me with crowds. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. I think there's, you got to look at it now. There's a lot of people who haven't even stopped. That's a true. That and, is a true statement. Um, are having to get fined or having to be told to stop this or having to be regulated because they don't want to stop um, and they don't mm-hmm. truly believe it. I mean, look at the weddings. Even the, they, they, the smaller scale one are still like 20 mm-hmm. to 30 people. And yeah, that's, that's small in comparison to, but too many. And people are yeah. still getting sick. And it's not stopping them. It's not stopping anybody from doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I think people are definitely going to push those boundaries. It doesn't even matter that the very smallest hint, because the minute 
Kemp said that we were not allowed to have the crowd, you know, control. People lost yeah. their mind and left and did their things. You know, like it was I so know, crowded. The minute it was lifted from Atlanta, the traffic went from zero to like so bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like no, nah, I think it, I think they're right. I think people are gonna just lose it. And also, you got businesses who are trying to capitalize yeah. on this, so they're already looking to how they're gonna make that big money. So and yeah. if that's gonna be a wild party where they spend more money. Mm-hmm. then hell, yeah, they're going to do it. <laughs> but, and you got to also think about the people who are trying to catch up with all of their friends who yeah. they probably already lost in touch with or the big group of hay that they miss. Um, you know, I do think, though, people are going to touch each other less unless they're drunk, mm-hmm. you know, alcohol involved is a whole other conversation. Like yeah. my reaction to seeing movies and TV shows from the past where people are touching or hugging make me panic. So yeah. I'm like, I think that's going to fall away to the wayside. The hugging is going to be a little less. The, the handshakes. handshakes are going to be a little less. So I think that's yeah. going to be a new change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely had an outright panic attack at uh, my Thanksgiving, which was socially distanced, but I still was like, I have not seen this many people and I'm, I'm scared right now. Right. So yeah, that's seeing how that goes. Um I'm going to stick by the 5G prediction, even though I don't really know what it means, nor do I particularly care. But people said it in 2020, and I'm saying it in 2021. (laughs) Um, And on a more serious note, a lot of pieces I read said that there will be lasting economic fallout from the pandemic, which makes sense, unfortunately, and that it will probably change our offices and cities. Like, uh, a lot of people are talking about the 15-minute city, which is these, like, small outdoor pop-up things, essentially, of, you know, how restaurants can have that outdoor seating. Right. Um, So that's... Uh, something that people are predicting or talking about. Yeah, we've definitely seen more and more reports of how bad it, it has been and the backtracking to talk about what we is needed in offices and whether or not that's essential, who's essential, what's essential, and mm-hmm. being able to see that maybe some of the positions that they created are not necessary anymore, especially if people are doing remote things, um, mm-hmm. have access remotely to whether it's uh, IT help or whatever, mm-hmm. whatnot. I mean, we've definitely had many people who've been staples that are gone um, yeah. because it no longer meets the requirements of what is needed today, which is really sad in itself. And like that's the same thing with... Um, like restaurant industries and and how many people they've laid off because they can't they don't need them. There's not as much business happening. Yeah. Uh, retail stuff they are needed, but who's needed and who's getting those jobs? So it's kind of like yeah. the constant fallout of okay, we're having to do the minimum of everything to survive. So that means a loss of these people, these jobs. So definitely a huge thing. And then yeah, you know what? I'm not surprised at the five G thing. Uh, hasn't grown as as giant as we thought because in the world and in the year of uh, conspiracy theories, yeah. it kind of went to the bottom. Like the level <laughs> to me is hilarious where we thought it was going to be a big thing, not only in accessibility, mm-hmm. but in conversation. Between QAnon's like child rape stuff, child trafficking stuff, the whole... Uh, election fraud stuff, all of those have definitely just toppled the 5G conspiracy. Yeah. But I think it's going to come back for sure because people are going to have this conversation. People still mad at Bill Gates and said it's his fault for yeah, uh, tripping us with the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, that's something we've seen in 2020 like with women and conspiracies and, and all that and that's a continuing conversation we're going to have. Um, but speaking of, we did want to talk about some of the fallout of what happened in 2020 to women in particular and what we're going to do about it. 
But first, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. So we've spoken throughout the year about um, women taking the brunt of this pandemic in a lot of ways, um, ways that are absolutely going to reverberate through 2021 And even after that, uh, many women have left the workplace to care for kids. Um, They've missed out on promotions, unable to, they've been unable to submit or publish academic papers, things like that, things that do also disproportionately impact women of color. Um, Predictions say the pandemic will put women back five years in terms of equality. I've read things that are much longer than that. Mm -hmm. Um, From February to October in the U.S., 2.2 million women have left the workforce. Right. Which is I'm, substantial. Oh, such huge numbers. And I've seen reports that talk about how this is putting women back to the 50s era style yeah. of living um, between the whole like taking care of the family, staying at home moms, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it's definitely no. taking away the choice of women who have had careers and who have had substantial uh, 
parts in businesses and sciences and medicine, like these things, but having this conflict of having to choose between family and yeah. and work and career and and lifestyle. And it's, it's interesting to see, as well as we talked about, the pay quality has now been decimated. Like it's gone. Mm-hmm. Where we were kind of coming in and closing in, it's gone mm-hmm. away now because it's almost like people are having to settle for what they can get. Yeah. And, and it's so, I mean, it's upsetting in a lot of ways, but it's, we all lose with this, right? Right, like, right. The economy loses out. Uh, science loses out. Like we could, in the innovations these women who are now out of the workforce could be making, we all lose. Right. Um, but it always starts at the bottom. The people who lose are the ones that has the least amount to lose. Like, it's an amazing concept that instead of going from the top where they can afford to not have it, they go from the bottom and be like giving, taking away from what they can't already live off of. And that's yeah. that conversation that we need to have again about why this is such a, an abuse of power and such a neglect in humanity. Mm-hmm. That's my own blurb. But yeah, <laughs> less than one third of the companies have made changes in terms of their employee valuations to take account the stress of the pandemic, which is a good news. At least we get some leeway in being like, yeah, we're really stressed out. Let's give them a little time. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's only less than a third. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to, to take into account, we've read about, you know, women who do have the children in the background on the Zoom calls and feeling like less because of that or feeling like they're not professional. But at the same time, you've got kids and you're homeschooling them and you're right. working and like... Uh, this um, little phenomenon of them having a dress code for kids at home has been interesting too. Mm, yeah. I haven't heard much about that, but... Uh, I've seen several reports of mandating dress code and, and kids being suspended with seeing things at their homes. Like, there's been, like, conversations oh, like, wow. how is this even happening? But a youth, I think there was a lighter or something in the background, and he got suspended from school for having that. Oh, wow. And you're like, huh? Like, it just yeah. kind of became a whole thing. And then children being told that they cannot be present unless they're wearing fully clothed whatever. And you're like, I can understand like they can't be naked, but what's (laughs) the problem with them wearing a pajamas? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, that makes me think about, I always look around in my background to make sure there's nothing. uh, Oh. I don't know. (laughs) I I think I told the story about the fact that I was on several professional uh, Zoom calls and I had Mm -hmm. changed my name. So on Zoom, it shows your name. And I changed it for a game that we had played and it was inappropriate and I couldn't figure out what was happening and realized Mm -hmm. after like five phone calls of this inappropriate name, that was supposed to be an inside (laughs) joke. And I'm like, well, that was my boss that I was just talking to. Awesome. Like having to retract and go back into changing and hope nobody noticed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I remember that. I remember that fiasco. Uh, Well, uh, we've also talked about uh, all the unplanned pregnancies uh, that will result from the pandemic and have already resulted. Uh, The cuts we've seen on reproductive health that have, uh, in part, led to that. On the other side of that, women have also had to postpone dating um, and IVF treatments, um, and this after potentially years of waiting due to closures of, of places that provide those treatments or financial reasons because maybe you've lost your job or took a pay cut or whatever. And this is incredibly painful, and many women report grieving the, quote, loss of an imagined future and feeling that 2020 is a, quote, lost year. Right. I mean, the back and forth is a phenomenal conversation in itself between trying to get pregnant and the unexpected pregnancies. It's, it's, it's really yeah. interesting. And I wonder, 
do we have a term for this generation yet? You know, like baby boomers? What is this generation? Isn't it called? I thought it was called the COVID boom, but... Is it COVID boom? I was going to say, I've also quarantine seen a, babies? Quarantine baby. I've also seen a lot of back and forth about whether or not that's actually happening. I've read things that say it absolutely is, and then I've read things that say, no, it's not. That's over-exaggerated. So we'll have to keep an eye on that, too. I was going to say, the many... Uh, now, several people have had babies during quarantine, so that, mm-hmm. that can't be... Like, that math doesn't add up. But I've had several friends announce their pregnancies recently. And I'm like, ah, there's those numbers. So it's interesting. <laughs> In your anecdotal world. <laughs> <laughs> Look, though, it's for a while. And I will say, I think everybody experiences in their friendship groups where it's like a lull and then a boom and then a lull. And you're like, what yeah. is this? And that's the same thing with marriages too, like weddings mm. and such. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> but it's happening with my world with the babies, just so you know. Mm, I see. And apparently... You have actually talked about this before. Uh, Plastic surgery has gone up because people are seeing their faces on video calls. And sexual harassment now includes yelling at women to take their masks off. Thanks, SNL, for that stupid song. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I definitely can understand the feeling to do so. Like I said, uh, I I don't know if it was in this episode or a different recording. I changed the light bulbs in my dining room because it was too dark and I was getting sleepy and I needed something brighter. But... It's so harsh and so bright mm-hmm. that when I opened up uh, our video call, I was not yeah. happy. <laughs> and so my new ritual uh, is I open the damn video chats. I have to give myself a pep talk and continue on and just just focus yeah. on your face alone because I'm like, no, I don't like this. Yeah, well, it's funny because I I often will gasp audibly <laughs> when I see my face. Uh, but then I'm like, eh. I could have done something about it, but I didn't. So whatever. Um, And this will be interesting too, because I I know like there was that big concern um, maybe two or three years ago about uh, especially young girls getting plastic surgery to match like the Snapchat filters. I believe it was Snapchat. It might've been Instagram, but like the filters and going in and saying, I want using their face essentially with a filter on it saying, I want to look like that. And now that we are all seeing ourselves uh, through these video chats a lot and and being <laughs> confronted is such an aggressive word. But, you know, like you're, we're seeing ourselves that all way. Right. Um, and and I, was, I was both surprised and not surprised when I read this because to me, like, I would never, unless I have an emergency, I'm not going to the doctor's office right now. I'm just not. And there are things I'm like, right. I really should get that checked out. Right. But I'm waiting until the <laughs> pandemic is over. Um, so that was another thing we'll keep an eye on and see what how the numbers shake out after this uh, when it comes to uh, plastic surgeries. And then also like the sexual harassment with a mask thing. Um, a lot of the articles I read were, it was annoying because it was women working in like a restaurant or something who were following like the safety protocols of their restaurant, but also like we should all be doing this and getting yelled at by older men who think it's like a conspiracy, like take right. your mask off, honey. Right. Which is very, 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 very frustrating right. and dangerous. Right. The whole like overall, um, I don't know if you remember this episode, this incident in which there was a they were at Froyo getting Froyo because obviously you need that during pandemic. Um, <laughs> a woman had her mask on, but then she turned like she started spewing something about how you don't need it, you don't need it. Took her mask off, spit on the child who the woman with that she was oh. arguing with the mother. They were both in line and walked away. Like that kind of oh. level was like what the. 
is wrong with you? <laughs> like, it's just such a whole hostile thing. And, and we see almost on a weekly, if not a daily basis, people who specifically go into troll stores and yeah. scream at them about not needing a mask and how it's a yeah. conspiracy. And I still cannot believe this is what, this is, this is the hill you want to die on of all yeah. the things that you could be upset at. Mm-hmm. Wearing a mask, which is not that big of a deal. No. Like, I, no. I just, huh? Like, that's <laughs> to me, like, wow, that's the epitome of privilege. That's what you're so yeah. upset about. Go yeah. home. Stay at home. <laughs> Stay at home. Stay Please. home forever. <laughs> um, also, you've probably seen listeners, and I know we've talked about them before, uh, the studies of how stress of the pandemic is taking years off people's lives. And some people say we're approaching a mental health crisis, especially when it comes to essential workers, especially when you're talking about medical staff, um, the majority of whom are women. Um, and then we we did minis on PTSD during this pandemic, um, eating disorders, and then also domestic violence and the heightened rates of domestic violence against women while during lockdown, women and girls. And those are also things we're going to have to right. deal with. A big conversation also has been about the child bride situation, which has increased. At one point, there was a lot of conversation and uh, actually, you know, getting out there and being known and being made aware of this being a situation and how it needs to uh, disappear. But because of the pandemic, it has actually increased uh, in such numbers I can't even, like, discuss because it has gone up so high in order to try to have survival for not only those Mm -hmm. young brides, young girls, but for the family as well because the dowry whole uh, situation as well as, like, the whole... uh, food poverty situation as well mm-hmm. is a whole thing and it's how it's affecting women specifically and young girls specifically. It's it's going to be interesting how to unravel and undo this damage. Yeah, and, and when we were saying like going back, some, some publications say, you know, this is putting women five years back and some places it's much further than that. Right. Like strides, especially in, you know, young girls' education or, or things like that have just mm-hmm. really really upsettingly fallen further and further back. Um, All these strides and all this progress was made and then kind of disappeared. Um, A lot of women in the United States were elected in 2020, though, so we will start to see some of their policies go into place. Right, I'm really excited. Like, Cori Bush is already making headway, and I love seeing that. Uh, But it's been really interesting, too, to see the women who have come out on such deep ties and support for the far right and men's right movements. Like, it's it's always been there, and we know Mm -hmm. this. But the level that they are coming out uh, as leadership positions in that world is such an irony that I... I just don't get it. Like I'm, I'm in. Like yeah. I just sit there and stare. Like how does this make sense? Uh, it's not surprising. It's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely severely disappointing. As we know, actually, there are some lawmakers happening coming through Georgia. Uh, Loeffler specifically mm-hmm. has come all the way into it, which is hilarious because she's a she's not from Georgia, uh, but she has jumped on this QAnon bandwagon because she saw one success in one area in the state, which is really disappointing for us all, um, yeah. as well as the fact that it's being uh, embraced in a lot of different areas. Now, not a lot. There's about probably four or five candidates that we've seen that's actually won and making headway, but it's so, so... So disappointing that it's even that it's even a conversation today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there have been, you know, this is a lot of doom and gloom. <laughs> but there have been some successes for women in 2020. Um, 
Uh, and we're hoping to see that continued and to see companies provide options for flexible work schedules, which as we've discussed in another episode, have helped women, especially women who have families who are a caretaker in one way or another. Um, flexible work schedules and also flexible like remote work options. Right. It kind of also gave them, and we talked about this specifically uh, with the Monday Many, how it kind of gave them a justification of like, see, we told you this would be fine. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. <laughs> Here's your test case. Um, and yeah, it's been a big year for women music-wise. Uh, in, in May, four black women held the top two spots on the Billboard 100. Uh, the song Say So became the first song by two female rappers to top the charts. We know that uh, Megan Thee Stallion has done some big things this year. We know that Cardi B has done some big things this year. Taylor Swift keeps doing her big things mm-hmm. this year. Uh, and it's about damn time. <laughs> but of course, there's still so much scrutiny and criticism. And, and then the whole pitting women against women, it still definitely exists. Yeah. But it does seem hopeful that at least in the artistry world, people are acknowledging that women are queens of this industry and should be recognized. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I believe like right before I came in, I saw an article that there were also four women with rock albums, like top rock albums, which mm-hmm. was a big stride. Uh, so it seems like in music, 2020 was a pretty big year. I mean, we've got women. some comebacks. Dolly Parton, Mariah Carey, Dionne yeah. Warwick. I mean, come on, <laughs> ladies. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Uh, <laughs> So there's a lot of things we're going to continue to keep an eye on. Um, and, you know, there were certainly other things that happened in, in 2020. A lot of people are calling 2020 the year of the woman in, in the United mm-hmm. States when it comes to elections. I feel like that gets brought up a lot and it's questionable yeah. about whether or not. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. But um, if we've missed anything, any achievement, we would love to shout it out uh, that uh, that women accomplished this year. Um And we do have a little bit more for you. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, 
or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. we're back thank you sponsor um so i thought we'd just sort of end this on a you know personal what where we have come from and where we hope we're going um so one thing i do think is kind of funny in this very peculiar year that we're we've just left behind are this the very particular set of skills yeah that you've picked up so i wanted to talk about those one samantha is very familiar with i call it the quick exit I am the first damn person to leave the video chat. Right. I do not like like that moment of like, where's the like you're all trying to find the hang up button? No. There's I don't, no I don't wrap up. Be the, She's gone. <laughs> I'm just like, who the heck am I? And sometimes Samantha has to call me back and be like, wait, <laughs> we, we weren't we need, done. We, need, we needed to do these two things. So like we just need to wrap up a couple of things so we know how, I know what's going on. <laughs> uh. Um, so that's one. I got a pretty good social distancing dance. It feels like an art form where I'm keeping my six feet. Yeah. Um, oh, and I can tell you the shelf life of most vegetables. You've you been need very to know good about that. How long a vegetable lasts. I've got it. I've got it. But um, I don't trust you completely because you will extend those beyond what would mm. be the recommendation of the health department. <laughs> well, so I know both. So I, I can give you like the FDA says this, I say this, and then you can choose what. You okay, want. okay, but, okay. <laughs> um, I can do. I can run a virtual watch party. I can do the the bad video game dance moves. I can run a virtual D and D game, which is a yes. It's a whole thing. Or at least I've made it into a whole thing. Maybe it doesn't need to be. But, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I think you've gotten very talented. You've definitely become the hostess of uh, uh, all of our uh, virtual things, I think. Mm-hmm. I trust you to get it together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my new talents have been uh, how I've made my bedroom into my main room because it's cold now and I refuse to leave it. Um, and man, I'm getting really good at making soups, again, with yeah. the cold weather. Like, And mm-hmm. I finally have like perfected in my own way my chili recipe because mm. it's just been a constant like I just want something in one pot because I'm tired of doing the damn dishes I want this done I want it over and I want yeah. it for a few days yeah oh. and so that's been kind of a new skill that I'm like I mean I've always kind of cooked but the man and I've always hated dishes but this level it's a whole thing it's a whole thing and because yeah. I don't have a dishwasher we've talked about this before it's a pain in the ass uh, yeah I hate it yeah. I hate it so I mean, much 
Do you, I mean, have you like learned to cook more? Because I know a lot of people have, or is it just that you have to cook more? No, like I, it's not that I have to cook more, but it's mm-hmm. more like I have staples that I know I like and what it mm-hmm. takes, so it's easy to do. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So I've, sure. I've learned that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then also my gift game is on point now. So yeah. I feel like that's my new go-to because emojis aren't enough. And I don't have an iPhone where you can just like or love things, which, by the way, is annoying Mm -hmm. as hell to me because it sends you the same damn text. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Um, But my gift point, yeah, my gift gift game, I've I've gotten good. I've gotten good. Yeah. I also think your gift game is, you know, very good for for my themed gift specifically. Mm. I'm very impressed. Yeah, but you're so easy because you have specific love. Passions. Yeah, like people in my family, that they are not easy. Like I cannot, because they're so picky. They don't like to, they don't like sports. Mm. They don't drink. They don't do these things. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to get you. Well, the Annie gift game is yes. very good. Oh, there it How is. There that? it is. <laughs> um, are there things that you've started doing during quarantine that like are here to stay? Yeah, uh, I feel like our work from home situation because uh, it hasn't been accessible and, and fairly not easy necessarily, but doable and, and less yeah. time consuming and less uh, space to take up because we only had three, four studios, sometimes just two studios that worked at a time, and you yeah. have hundreds of podcasts trying to record. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like this is going to be a thing for us uh, that's going to stay. Um, I've gotten really comfortable in not saying yes. So I'm not necessarily saying no, but I'm not saying yes to anything until the very last minute because I need mm-hmm. room to be able to change my mind because I've become a recluse because I've always been an introvert. So it's not been mm-hmm. a big thing, and I don't love huge crowds. Uh, so having the space to be able to figure out how to go to things and then what I'm going to enjoy and what I'm going to mm-hmm. engage in. That's a new talent yeah. to me. I think something that, uh, not new talent, that's something that I'm going to keep. Uh, this yeah. whole like, I don't, I'm not trying to be rude and not give sure. you an answer. It's just that I've realized that I don't have to commit to something if I don't want to do it. As mm. well as the fact that sometimes I just don't know how I'm going to feel and it's okay to gauge for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? For sure. And because I also want to be a person of my word, I don't want to commit to something that I'm, and then later back out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, definitely the comfy clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the comfy clothes. Uh, and I'm going to try to, like, you know, probably write less fan fiction, but things like that that have been a real comfort to me that before I would never... I would have felt guilty to engage in because I always felt like I had to be doing something like out with people right. um, or in my mind accomplishing something. Um, I think that's probably going to stay. Uh, I think uh, my this sort of lower key like meh attitude. I don't know like if it's going to be to the level it is right now, but yeah. I think that's going to stay right. <laughs> a little bit. Like eh. Uh, so I'll just wear pajamas outside. I don't know. <laughs> <That's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why bother? Um, so I also want to talk about like now that there are vaccines, there is an end in sight, what we're looking forward to post-pandemic. So for me, the number one thing, well, one of the number one things is probably everybody's number one. Well, no, I wish it was everybody's number one thing. But going outside and thinking I might not kill someone. Right. I- I'm excited about going outside and 
not being afraid that I could lead to someone's death. Um, I'm very excited about not having to plan like groceries for two weeks. Um, and I can't just go to the grocery store, you know, like I have to be like, okay, right. what's my exit Mission. strategy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to get in and out in less than 10 minutes. Like this whole thing. Like, I wake up at 6 a.m. days I go to the grocery store. Um, and then I ca- right now I'm carrying them. Uh, <laughs> which is the whole been, thing. It's been a disaster, everybody. Uh, <laughs> but I've succeeded. Uh, well, succeeded. I've managed. Ish. Yes, yeah. there you go. Ish. You've maintained. Um, yes. Um, I'm very excited about traveling, yeah, uh, running. Um, hopefully overall less stress <laughs> and pain because I think a lot of us probably can relate to this, but just for me, like, I I do exercise during the day, but not nearly as much as I was. And I pretty much spend, like, all day in my office chair, on the couch. I have a standing desk now or in bed, and my body is not happy about it. Right. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and maybe one day no more COVID dreams because I have a lot of nightmares about COVID. Yeah. I have a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think we're always going to be remembering. This is going to be our like depression era where like yeah. we have these ha- new habits now. And mm-hmm. so it's going to just remain. And then when mm-hmm. we're old and young kids are like, why did you do this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's going to be us. Uh, yeah. Traveling, man. I miss just going somewhere. Uh, yeah. I, I will say, though, again, I am a homebody. So as much as I mm-hmm. want to go somewhere, I yeah. never want to go long. Right. But just being able to like, you know, you and I are talking about the fact that we were supposed to go to Portugal. Like I, yeah. my 40th birthday happened and I wanted to be out of the country. Like all of these things mm-hmm. that we missed out on. Um, sitting on patios. With, for a drink with my friends, one of my favorite things to do. And not that we can't do that now, but it's definitely a different caution. Like you can't yeah. be near each oh. other. You have to make sure that all of these are safe precautions that are being followed mm-hmm. by everyone, you know? And oftentimes it's not. Not everyone is on the same lines as you when yeah. it comes to what you think is safe. Uh, yeah. I miss having like little dinners and get-togethers at my house. I used to have those at least once a month, uh, like mm-hmm. large cheese parties, essentially, yeah. where I come and buy like $500 worth of cheese and wines and <laughs> beg people to be my friends. Yeah. I miss that. I do too. <laughs> because I miss not having to leave but having my friends there. Like that's something that yeah. I've always loved to do and being mm-hmm. hosting things as stressful as it is. I, I miss getting my friends together and just, you know, hanging. Yeah. I mean, so I I'm, think miss, overall, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, I feel like overall the like not having to overthink everything mm-hmm. of like, I can't just go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then, like, when I think about quarantine, what I, there are some things I will miss, and, like, fan fiction is one, and it's all an excuse not to go anywhere. Um, and that is more of a comment on my inability to say no, which I was struggling with before this, which right. was why my New Year's resolution last year was stay in more, which is, yes, hilarious. Um, <laughs> and just wearing PJs, uh, things like that, I've, I've enjoyed. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I have, I'm going to miss not, uh, like the opposite of like having a reason not to hang with people. So (laughs) like I have a ready excuse, right? Um, and then maybe a ready reason not to see my family. (laughs) Uh, and that sounds so bad, but because of the rockiness of this year and then the differences of opinions and just the overall argument, it's been really uncomfortable and very stressful to the point that I still have dreams about that. That's, that's part of my nightmares. Um, and the guilt of that. That, you know, I, I'm going to miss not having a ready excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, and as we go into this new year, there's some things that we're hoping for. I My hopes are really low, to be honest. I feel really burned from 2020. 
I feel really burned. Um, <laughs> I hope we get a vaccine. Like, I hope that that rolls out smoothly and people are able to get it. I hope I never have to think about Trump's tweets again. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, no. But it would be nice. It would be very, very nice. I hope I never have to think about him again. Mm. Um, and then I can, I can slowly ease into being with people again, uh, just being around people. I hope that we as a society continue to have these conversations about systemic racism and climate change, all these things that rose to the forefront in this very tumultuous year. Um, and yeah, more work in ho- uh, from home and flexible schedule options for all. I hope that does stay in place. I hope we like learn lessons from this year. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I hope it's not like, okay, back to normal and we forget all right. of this. Right. Like the optimist would be, would be, please, let's learn from this year and grow with yeah. it. Um, the uh, pessimist in me is it's going to continue uphill battle and yeah. the norm where we ignore things is coming back yeah. and that's going to be problematic. Uh, but some of the things that we have learned is uh, with the pandemic, uh, internet and social media communities have grown and I think that's something that's going to change. Uh, that's something that's going to continue on. So mm-hmm. like one of the reasons I think conspiracy theories have grown so huge is because people are at home and able to pay attention to those and subscribe mm-hmm. and 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 obsess over those. Um, yeah. For me, like I have been obsessed over my phone constantly to the point that I'm like, I have to do better and stop mm-hmm. looking at these tweets um, because it is a constant thing. And because you're sitting at home, why not? And I think that's going to be something that we have to look at. And and it's being questioned. We're seeing organizations like Bridget's organization, Ultraviolet, calling out social media to do a better job right. in um, monitoring these types of groups. But we're mm-hmm. also seeing the growth of their own, such as Parler and OAN and all of that. Yeah. So it's building up that conspiracy theory communities as well. So I think that's something that we're going to have to look at and catch up on. But if we are out and about, maybe some people will pay attention a little less. Uh, I'm really excited that we're going to have less <sighs> news about the indecency and the stupidity of some of the things that was happening in this administration. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to hear less of that. And just going back to the normal of, oh my God, he's wearing brown pants. I'm assuming <laughs> is going to be the conversation. Uh, I missed that. Uh, so I'm excited to see that happen. Uh, I'm hoping to see that we start holding people a little more accountable. Uh, mm. That I think that's a good thing. The call-ins, I think, on social media are good things. Uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily cancel culture, but the call-ins and, and trying to teach people and to correct people. And I think that's still okay um, and we need to look at. So I hope that that still continues. Man, I hope we still pay attention as we have been yeah. t- paying attention today. Like That's what I hope for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, 2020, here's to... 2020, 2021, I keep doing that. Yeah. 2021, here's to paying attention. Um, we hope that you listeners have had... A safe and hopefully happy New Year's. Um, And uh, we would love to hear from you what is like your end year in review of 2020, what you're hoping for 2021, what are your predictions. Um, You can email us. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can also find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuffmomnevertoldyou. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Oh, thanks, Andrew. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.